Good afternoon. Welcome to the inaugural broadcast of The Heretical Feminist. I'm Chris McDaniel Michio, and I'm your host. Today, I I thought it would be a, a very good idea to ruminate over what's going on in Afghanistan and what have we learned. Let's ask that question. What have we learned? We've learned relatively nothing about our escapades, our invasions of other countries like Vietnam. When we left Vietnam in 1975, the image that's emblazoned on the minds of those of us who were alive at that time is the helicopter poised over the American embassy as people are climbing on top of each other, hanging from the wheels to try to get onto the helicopter and out of South Vietnam. Why? Because they had assisted the Americans or they thought that the the North Vietnamese slash Viet Cong would think they assisted Americans and their lives would be shortened. The same thing happened in Cambodia, known as Kampuchea, under the Khmer Rouge. The re-education camps for people who were associated with the United States, the same thing in South Vietnam. Think about what we did in Chile in 1973, September 11th, 1973, assisting in the overthrow of the lawfully elected government and putting in Pinochet, who governed with an iron fist for years. We thought we could walk into Afghanistan with an army, legal advisors, and change a culture, a culture that we neither knew nor understood. We thought we could bring women out from under the burqa into the car and away from conceptions of discrimination and harm, something that we haven't been able to do here in the United States, and we've been trying this for over 100 years. We went into a country using terminology that they don't have in their own language. A good example is the idea of gender discrimination. The Afghanis don't have a word for gender. Sex, they do. Gender, they don't. But when you walk into a country and you try to superimpose your culture on them, how does that make those people feel? Think about it in your own backyard. Somebody walks into your home that you have designed in the way that you think fits for the way you want to live, and they start rearranging everything. Well, you should move the sofa here, you should put the chair there, you should hang these pictures, not those pictures. What is your feeling? Is it one of welcoming? Is it one of, gee, I can't wait to hear more about what you want to tell me? Or would you rather kick them out the door and slam the door shut and lock it? That's most likely the feeling of Afghani people. It's not that they liked the Taliban better, but they certainly didn't like the way the United States was attempting to superimpose our culture or what we believe our culture to be on them. So it's, they were between a rock and a hard place. And they had been through this for decades with the Russians Remember that time when we were not going to go into the 1980 Olympics because of the fact that Russia had invaded Afghanistan and the Taliban rose up and fought 
for years to get the Russians out of their country. That's exactly what happened here. We don't learn. We don't learn that in order to assist in a change, you have to understand where you're going from and what you're coming to. You have to understand that people have investments in their culture, whether you agree with them or not. And it demonstrates that we, as a political entity, have a sense of arrogance that is overwhelming, that we know better. And I'm not at all, in any way, supporting the things in the Afghani culture that I find problematic, not the least of which is the um, treatment of women in that country. But before I start casting aspersions, I need to look at my own country. And I need to be able to say that we practice what we are preaching, which in fact is not the case. So what should we have done? Hindsight gives us 2020 vision. The first thing is we never should have been in there in the first place. But if we were going to go in, we needed to bring people along who were supportive of the ideas that we were attempting to grow in that culture. We needed to work collaboratively with the people in the different tribal villages, in the communities, and to have them understand that we wanted to learn as well as teach. But we didn't do that. We didn't do that at all. And there's a marvelous article written by Alexander Cockburn in the, in the Sentinel. I, I, I rarely um, support that, that publication, but his article is very telling about how we went in and attempted to do what couldn't be done. And we have done this in the past, and we have learned that, or at least we should have learned, that we can't simply barge into somebody's home and attempt to remodel it according to our definition of what is appropriate. My hope, my hope, as this chapter closes, is that we get the people out of Afghanistan who want to leave, that we make sure that all Americans are out of the country, and that we find a way with our European allies to fund Afghanistan so that the people in the country are not going to suffer more harm, more division, more poverty than they've experienced over the last 50 years. That is my hope. And for you out there listening to this, perhaps you can read about what's going on in Afghanistan and understand as opposed to simply taking what I'm saying or anyone else is saying for that matter. Perhaps you can join a group that's attempting to get the ally, the um, Afghanis out of um, Afghanistan who want to come to this country and who helped the Americans and whose lives are at risk and their families' lives are at risk. And perhaps you can get involved politically 
to stop these types of adventures that America goes on, thinking that it can make the world safer democracy and nation build when it is important that the United States look internally about its own processes, its own politics, and its own way of suppressing people in this country. Join me for my next broadcast where I think I'm going to talk about being woke. Okay, I hope you have a good day and please take care and um, we'll be talking to you soon.